like a bad habit then you've ever had it you are rocking with the wednesday night a show it's the aew dudes right here on twitch.tv slash wrestling brain i'm the gray bull Uturusinza, josh custodio and there he is the man who wrote the best tweet i've seen in months this week wow uh, did, did you see your tweet zoobs the one about the water bottle oh yeah thank you yeah that was I mean, funny behind the behind the music true hollywood story i got to work and i was like i don't even know the last time that <laughs> was the first time in the office this year i was like hmm, this water bottle i could like it's been sitting at this desk for three weeks untouched now is as good a time ever to like let's give her a flush right we'll do a one yeah, pump <laughs> and slosh the it and then we dump it and that is how it works. And it was such a good post because I went to the comments and everybody had said already, the only thing I could think, it's like, well, yeah, you don't have to wash it. You put water in it all. Like, that is the wash. It's, uh... <laughs> yeah. You, but, but a great time to throw out the 2023 water. Get get started drinking your 2024 water, uh, your allotment. You know, feels good. I, I love to do it every day. One thing, it's one thing of all the basic life survival skills that I have been fending off my entire life. Um, the one that I'm pretty good at is staying hydrated. Two hydrated guys in the sword and shield, but what of shows in our energy? The hydration, the hydration sort of like fuels us. People that could people, be it. I wonder if find us sort of fun. magnetic. I've seen people be around you. I think you've observed similar things, but me, it's sort of a magnetic kinds of guy, and uh, I think the hydration has a lot to do with it. Do you think there's a chance we're the most hydrated podcasting duo out there? I'd put us. I tell you. I say what. I'd, I'd enter us in the contest, oh, right? I mean, and be and be ready to show up, right? That's a whole different question. If you're talking about who's the best two competitors in podcasting, you're looking at them. <laughs> drinking water, high jump, ball throw, wrestle, hockey, baseball, football. You get me competing. We're talking about a whole different story, Matt. How hydrated are you? Uh, third man keeping the show on the rails today. Hey, Matty. <laughs> Dusty old Matt. <laughs> old drive up Matt can't even talk as well so the plume of dust covering his microphone now uh, looks like he's covered in mouth. flour every time he opens yeah. his mouth <laughs> what'd you have for dinner tonight Matt sand <laughs> cigarette ashes <laughs> uh, I was everyone. I was trying to think of uh, a wine that was known as being dry uh mm. So you could say Riesling. Anyone's, I would like a Riesling. If anyone's got that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had Riesling. He <laughs> was in the Riesling this evening. That's a dry wine for those of you who don't know. I knew. Mr. Stink. I don't know if that's true. Mr. Stink <laughs> says our friend Maddie Mac. Thanks for the subscription. We would love it if you did what he just did. If you're here for a re. <laughs> a repeat visit i'm trying to say a repeat visit uh consider reaching at the wallet dropping a subscription it'll get you access to all the emotes it'll get you access to well look at all the jugs do i really need to say more you i i called it i called it day one of the of the year i was like there's just no chance jug isn't uh the top emote on the channel in 2024 given the debut day like we got it there january 1st uh it's gotta be way ahead only i think only the mad heads have a chance of taking it down but like jug is here to stay holy cow am i remembering correctly do they start worshiping an inanimate object in lord of the flies it's like a rock or something they start to worship <laughs> pig head i think maybe oh yeah maybe it's that uh whatever it is the jug is becoming the brainiac's deity they, they, they see jug and they speak it into existence thank you everybody for tuning in to the ae double dudes will be going up and down dynamite Bottom to top, I'll tell you from our little pre-show amble, I think maybe some different angles on the show tonight. 
Uh, Zoobs gives it a seven. I give it a one, but we'll of course hear from you and get your scores. <laughs> the conch says Yamoj. That's what I was thinking. There we go. Conch. I'll tell you this: Lord of the Flies, a a piece of literature that I have uh, spent my whole life lying about being familiar with. Sort of like, okay, sort of like, yeah, I get that. Never read it or 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 a plot synopsis or watched any version of it. One hundred percent for me. Context clues is my like knowledge. Yeah, you're a of smart it. guy. That's the thing. You don't need to see it at this point. You smart, know. You know what yeah. it's about. You exactly know the right. moral. You get it. I'm a smart guy, but like to me, it's like for sports. Like I feel one of my uh, you want like a fun bar stool take, like a like you're just kicking around a thing you don't totally mean, but it's like a, a fun sort of belief that you sort of harbor. I always feel like practicing to me is cheating, right? It's that's oh, wow. um, it's not the most talented person would be the person who can do it with zero practice and zero other than games. You shouldn't be allowed to do the sport, right? A guy like me could really rise the ranks if it was only performance only, never the, the work behind the scenes. That'd be a lot fairer in yeah. my estimation. So I'm a, in similar notion. I'm sort of seen as a smart person. As long as you take away any advantages that you get from like reading or applying yourself, <laughs> I'm that kind of person. Yeah, for sure then, right? If you, I'm adopting this belief. That is cheating. If you take away being able to better yourself, I am pretty smart and pretty athletic. <laughs> That much, I will readily admit. I will give myself that. Zeebs, I must say, uh, not only are you and I maybe in a little bit of varying opinion tonight on AEW Dynamite, so was our Twitter timeline. So I'm very curious to do what it is we do best around here. And of course, I'll ask everybody, if you're watching the show tonight, you know a wrestling fan, let them know the AEW dudes are about to go down and through the show. We'd love some more people around here. All right, Zeebs. On a scale of one to seven, with one being the worst and seven being the best, what well, do you, these oobs, and you, the Brainiacs in the chat, rate tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite? You didn't spend money on it, but you did spend time. Maddie, hit that wonderful music, please. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Come on. One, two. right come on thank you hi it's me rl double dudes 24 months streak 24 months just over two years rl's the sort of guy who's as good dude. as two dudes himself yes too true here we go zoobs i'll read these scores let's see if you keep track of an average marlon phillips kicks us off with a square five torque pendulum with a five and a half quite gone gin and juice with a five sam fells with the five Britons with a five four point seven five from most and best friends five and a half from him and as well sludge williams with a four and a half nibble to five with a five and a half keek 17 17 with a four and a half dark lord ddkl with a six these up with the five lbu 19 with a five maddie mac with a six c sub 55 with a five and a half keys spread with a 4.25 5.25 from Pacefall, a six from I am Ahab Cadenza with a five and a half. Dennis Dirty Work with a five and a half. And G Richie with a four and a half. Maybe, maybe uh not as varied scores as I was imagining. Zoob, sort of within the four and a half to six window there, yeah. Yes, I would say it is. I think I feel like the number I see the most in there is a five. It's probably like a spiritual five. Maybe the average is a hair above it but not by much enough to move it i think that's about an average of five i would say fair to call mm -hmm. would you say yeah i think that's that's right in the right in the pocket and how does that so, line up with you the zoobs um i'm below a five here i'm i'm my new year's resolution trying to be a little more hard and not 
sort of steadfast. AEW is in year five, goddammit. Um, this is not a oh. new it's not a new thing, right? It's, it's not some... right. AEW's in year five? 100 percent Uh 2019. What um... are we doing? <laughs> but um Listen, this is a this is like a I, I maybe there's a time in my life I probably give this a five five twenty five. I'm just like really bored by like an hour and ten minutes, maybe an hour and fifteen minutes of this show. Um, there's some great stuff in here. Don't get me wrong, and I think this is always the case with AEW. I just sort of, um, it's a real it's like it's a weird mood, right? Because they're Delhi's place, and it's like homecoming theme. There's a lot of Brody Lee on this show. That stuff is that like. A lot of multi-person things that felt very like honorific, mm. um, but there's there was just sort of a lot of stuff in the middle of the show that all of it had at least one thing that is sort of like a natural tune out for me. Or sort of sure. like whether it's too many people I in a I match or somebody that I don't like has been the match, and I'm like, I just I don't want to. I don't want. I know that this is a 20 minutes of my day now, right? I, I don't want this person being the 15 to 20 minutes that is the rest of this show. Um, there's just a bunch. There's a, there's enough of that stuff that. Um, sort of kept me from really feeling uh, coming in here feeling high about it. So I'm I'm probably four. I'm somewhere between four two five and four and a half. It felt good to me to see my scores in the scores when they rolled in. Sometimes you don't see your score in the scores, and you're like, hmm, my way off. Some people I think are feeling about the same way I did. Whether they got there the same is up to them. But I'm in the, like the four and a half range. I like the main. I I don't know how many times the sting thing is going to happen to me where I'm like. Sting can't really go like like he's he's pretty limited in there and then like at the end I'm like standing up come like, on Sting <laughs> the best wrestler you're like this is unbelievable this fucking guy um so that probably bumps me up to four and a half I was I was hovering around four four two five going into the main event and I think it's worth the quarter point where are you on this well Zoops let me tell you I've lost patrons lately because they're saying I'm too negative crazy and it's good for our show's business. When things are good. For sure. And so I'm, I'm thrilled to report. I think it was the first time in months. I'm above you and the chat. I love when that. When was the last time this happened? It's true. A 575. And if the opener would have delivered, we're in the sixth zone. If, if goddamn Hangman and Claudio could have done the damn thing, we, we could have been in some, some nice air for me. But I, I thought that match was lackluster relative to its promise. And so 575 for me. But I Pretty thought... Cool. Lots of reason to be excited or at least uh, optimistic about the future of AEW. I don't and disagree And for that, uh, I may be surprised at the chat's scores in the way that, I mean, there's a segment on this show where Samoa Joe is like, that was crap. And this is what we're doing now. And it's completely different. And we're going to stick to it. And the, we got the, the old belt, or at least it looks pretty much like the old belt. Like that, that stuff goes a long way with me. But we'll dive into it. Maybe I'll change my score. Maybe we'll be closer to the middle by the end of the show, Zoobs. As we go back, do, do you remember where the show took place on tonight, Zoom? I mean, they used to they used to have to call it Weekly's place with how often they were, with how often they were there. <laughs> Weekly's place. Weekly's, and that's because they're there every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weekly's place, Jacksonville, Florida. Of course, the for those of you, I know that we've picked up on uh, Dynamite fans since then. This was their home base during COVID when there was empty arena dynamite going on this was the backdrop now they would do things to switch it up but this is the space that i think most aw fans are the most familiar with it's their crook and hall i saw floated on twitter today which is the like it's totally true in a way but it's so not as good so however you want to read that zoops do you like when they're in daily's place 
it's a loaded question because I I I liked the way that it, I, I like that it looked completely different tonight than it normally does. It wasn't just a stadium and this is the setup. The everything was sort of different. The camera angles were different. The the ways they were shooting things were a little bit different. Um, it visually looked really unique, and I like that. And I acknowledge that there is a lot of history in Daly's place. I just it's weird because I I feel like I'm feeling nostalgic for a time when I'm. I knew at that time all I wanted was to not be watching shows in Daly's place, right? Yeah, right. It's not about a time you couldn't wait to. It's like it's like if, if they were to go, you know, this UFC Apex, if they were to stop doing Apex cards and then look back, they came to the Apex once a year. Like, ah, oh, it was good here. It's like, no, you hated it and you couldn't wait for them to leave. So it's hard, right? But I, I did like the the look visually. Um, and I get that it's probably a more meaning, maybe it's a more meaningful place for the company than it is for me, even though, yeah, fuck, we lost a lot. We lost, watched a lot of fucking Daily's Plate shows. A lot of is weekly. They're calling it weekly. Weeklies. They call it, you said they call it weeklies. Because, yeah, anyway, every Wednesday. Um, you know, I, I'm sort of a Daily's Place hater, but then tonight I was sort of changing my mind. I think maybe the further we away from the sure. empty arena era, the more I can embrace it as. Oh, the home of early AEW and something I associate with a lot of best friends on the show, which is, of course, good for me. You and I were both big fans of the Mox title reign where he was basically just beating up every giant on the roster in an empty arena in sort of a false count anywhere situation. I think before I was just like, why would we go back? We have more hours in that place than everywhere else combined. But now with a little distance, the heart can grow fonder. And I agree with everybody in the chat here. Dennis Dirty Work saying more unique venues and the look of it was cool am i crazy in saying it feels small though like it feels definitely like there aren't small. that many people there definitely feels like it's small but it's funny um you know it's it's this is this is the very conversation that the company is sort of grappling with in terms of where they should be doing their shows in the first place anyway right it's like is it better to have the like cool feeling and vibe of Daily's place tonight, unless it's a unique venue, and they obviously they, they know it square footage better than any other place in the world, or a bigger arena that that feels emptier because there's less because you know it's seating is like eight thousand and they have three thousand people there, you know. Yeah, yeah, I do prefer. This is true of everything. I'd rather see a band in the small packed room than the medium half full one every time. Yeah. So we're here in Weekly's place, and it is Claudio Castagnoli versus. The original Hangman, Hangman Page, and I was pretty pumped for this on paper. Zoom, so you, you'll remember we—I think we both thought, at least I—that we were going in the Hangman challenging for the ROH title direction. Well, Claudio Castagnoli was that champion. Do people remember this? I, I remember this so vividly that I thought like these guys were poised to fight, and then I don't know if some—I don't know what happened. So anyway, this felt like oh sort of built already in my mind in a way that the sometimes just thrown together AEW fun matchups are. So I was like, okay, I've wanted to see this paid off. But I don't know. Was it a little weird in there tonight? Was it, was it just me? Was it a little weird in there for those two? I don't know. It definitely didn't like hit like you. I don't know. It's hard. You put, you put expectation on thing and you really, you know, but, but it's the opening of what is supposed to be a special dynamite. Um, it's two guys that are, um, position at the top or near the top of this card or what the company is supposed to be about is singles wrestling against top guys who fight each other to a draw or fight each other to a result right it's sort of the whole point of AEW is seeing this sort of stuff and and um yeah I agree it didn't quite click the way you wanted it to I don't know if that's if that's a not a holding back but a, a going to a B plus rate it didn't quite I expected to be like you know absolutely hammered jacked up about it and it just sort of 
don't know that it clicked in the way we hoped it would. I am, and if if there's a bigger one than me, he's sitting across from me on this uh, channel. A singles match on television is A-OK by me, is as good as anything. I, I basically want to see Claudio wrestle singles as much as I want to see anyone wrestle singles on AEW television. Eddie, Eddie Kingston, Kenny Omega, Claudio. It was a short list, I'm telling you. I really enjoy watching them. And Hangman has you know over deliverance in hardcore matches to a high degree but i genuinely like his matches too they both like to hit hard and there were sequences in this match i thought were awesome i know everybody would come alive for the cactus clothesline to the floor obviously a ton of fun there the uppercut beat down in the corner from claudio i actually thought was awesome and you know we see so many of that da 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 then the guy drops a level then da 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 then he's in the corner back up and move to the corner I thought it was cool where Claudia was like, no, I'm keeping you in spot with my enormous punches because I'm huge. And punching keeps you elevated. It felt like sort of a nice twist on what we're used to seeing there. But I don't know. Was the ending supposed... I, I think... Okay, here's what I think the ending was supposed to be. Hangman goes, I'm winning, but let's make sure you look very strong. I'll take two of the Lariat to take you down. So, you, But you have to be back up for the second one. And Claudio eats the first one. And maybe this is just my latent dog brain. When people get hit with the buckshot, they almost always do the what I call the Neville sell. I feel like no one did this sell all the time until Neville. And that was the way to sell clotheslines. But where you do the full backflip or even sometimes Neville is really strong. will do like the corkscrew moonsault to sell. So Claudio just sort of like goes to a knee on the first one, which I'm like, that's actually sort of cool if you're doing a second one. But it was a clear miscommunication. I wish they had purposefully done first buckshot you barely you're you're kenta kabashi like you take a knee from it you gotta catch your brother you're still staring me down and then i come in with the second one to plant you down one two three but i just so, sort of felt like claudio got hit by it, it was like oh wait hang on second one i don't know it's sort of um i don't know i, I felt like i knew what they were going for and then it wasn't there but i don't know they were hitting they, they were doing a match that is based in hitting hard they do so many forearm sequences hangman does the three discus forearms to get them back to the ring so doing all these big strike spots but they're doing them weekly in a lot of spots it's just sort of bizarre i don't know if i'm coming off the heels of wrestle kingdom and shingo tagaji or or whatever it is but i, I just i don't know there's something in this match that didn't quite uh get, get there for me but it was good it wasn't horrible i liked hangman drinking beer hanger grabbing a beer from the audience putting some back that's good to see yeah, I mean, uh, I agree with you. The the ending sort of like rolled through it, which is sort of not exactly like, yeah. yeah, not exactly how that's supposed to. But I mean, geez, he's we're talking about like you know one of the most gifted like physical people in the whole world, like controlling his body, and me being being like, yeah, I didn't quite do it perfectly. It is, it happens, and you know, I, I think you're right, but I, I also sort of feel like, yeah, it's 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 okay, right? This is sort of I think this is sort of my feeling with the whole show is like I don't know that it ever hits the like level of expectation and you just sort of like yeah it's okay it's, it's okay like the the general thing like i'm not that you know it's it, they went uh they went mid-level tv hard versus like leaving it all <laughs> out there on the on the mat i think it's a fair thing to say mid-level tv hard but now here's maybe why my score is a little higher i love hangman having a match winning and then he's back on the show later i love sure. that sort of thing he doesn't he doesn't need to be here and gone he, he came in storming hot as a kicked hornet's nest last week it's cool to have him in some presence and coming up here later i just thought that for all this match's promise it didn't quite do much for me and then 
Oh, and shout out to Bob Burrito saying nice shirts on stream. Uh, Bobby or uh, Bobby made the one. I call him Zoops Bobby because he made it. <laughs> Wearing maybe the most famous Bobby Burrito shirt of all time, Zoops, the Tarot Brain shirt. And uh, I'm wearing, yeah, I mean, that's that's one of the best things associated with the channel ever. And I've got my, uh, you know why I'm wearing this shirt, Zoops, why I'm repping Big Francis. He continues the no losing, unbelievable God tier <laughs> rule over the world run of all time as he secures an, a boxing match with Anthony Joshua. We move on. It's a Brody Lee video package. This is nice. I'm glad they still do this stuff. N not much else to say for me, but it, it, it's good to see, in my opinion. Yeah, this sort of is the, again, this is sort of the the whole, sh it runs through the show, the, the Brody vibe and the wrestlers playing tribute to him, and it sort of dictates how a couple of little pinfalls go throughout the course of the night. Um, yeah, it's, it's nice. It's it, like you're glad... Again, the, the low score on my end isn't even that I am not glad that some of the like there's stuff that you're right. Like it's sort of you look at it long term, like at least I'm glad it's this is going this way. But I thought the the show just sort of felt like a lot of filler. But yeah, I, uh, you have I do disrespect think... for the dead is what you're saying. That's exactly right. Exactly right. <laughs> I was um... listening. No, I know what you mean. I don't want this to be a space where you can't shit on stuff that's tied to sentimentality because this is a show about the show um it's really if they manage to wield it in a way that is effective and it sounds like at least so far not especially yeah shap top the streets are chiming in zoobs saying i feel nostalgic watching a weekly space dynamite and i'm nostalgic for my favorite titled zoobs program and it makes me want to ask tilted zoobs program rather and it makes me want to ask him who's gonna win the royal rumble remember that meltdown zoobs? We <laughs> i do Sakuraji himself taking it seriously that night, eh? I I remember that. I just got that was basically two years ago to the day. I'm I was gonna close. say it must be this time of year. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you have a read drunk. on that this year, Zoops? Uh, I assume CM Punk, right? Yeah, yeah. Me too. Renee is backstage. Speaking of the Zoops, his former coworker. Oh no! Wait, so we're not there yet. Looking at the wrong page. Orange Cassidy, Preston Vance, Dustin Rhodes, and Ed Choplin, the most house show babyface team I've ever seen assembled in the history of wrestling, taking on Lance Archer, the Gates of Agony, and Brian Cage, an awesome heel team that I'm a big fan of. Uh, I suspect, Zoobs, these, these two eight-person tags, when you're talking about the sort of tune-out factor of the show for you tonight, maybe played a heavy role. Am I right in assuming that? Yeah, hundred percent. It's again, it's not that it's not good wrestlers. It's not that it's not. It's just like it. It is like an automatic response in my brain. That's like house show, and I just like gone. Like, <laughs> I think that's very understandable. However, I'm here to tell you, I, the man who hates multi man matches, actually found quite a bit to like in both of these tonight. Sure. First of and all, I don't, like I don't doubt that that stuff's there, right? That's sort of the oh yeah, yeah. My, the the two note thing is not saying that that stuff doesn't exist, and and all the credit to you. It's just like. To me, it's almost a feeling that I I miss that stuff because of how automatic my response gets. Right, like I don't doubt that there's there's a bunch of good stuff that I should have been like looking over my phone at, but <laughs> it's such a natural instinct. They, they, they don't it's their replay. job to get you off the phone. Yeah, it, it really is. And on top of that, I, you're so used to being the higher score that every time you're like, "Well, hang on, I it's not as maybe not." And, uh, <laughs> You, no, you I live at this. <laughs> hammered, hammered full down. Uh, you know, you're absolutely right. And it's absolutely not like I'm raising my score over this stuff, for sure. I think something we can, you and I can certainly agree on, though. Lance Archer and Brian Cage, not the worst tag team idea yeah. I've ever seen. Cool idea. Now, this match was basically 
beat down Orange Cassidy as he, him and Chope are much more over than Preston Vance and Dustin Rhodes. Can't imagine why that is. And yet we want Preston Vance to ha get the pin. So how do we get there? And you have all the heels taking a turn, beating the hell out of Orange Cassidy. Ed Chopeland is the big up. Again, not my guy, but Zoobs and I make sure to point this out on most shows. When he does the Ed Chopeland energy thing, the crowd comes alive and he spikes the energy of a match or a promo. He, If you need to inject some energy, Chope is a, a guy you go to. Yep. Can't say the same for Dustin Rhodes, so I barely remember being in this match. I'm looking at my notes here. Was Dustin <laughs> Rhodes in this match? Where was Dustin? <laughs> Does anyone know? Dustin? Did you wrestle Dustin? Uh, now, Khan and Bishop, of course, two guys that I think were, we think have high ceilings are borderline getting to a reason that I would tune into Ring of Honor. If they gave them like a big tag title match at some point and those guys were the took it off of the kingdom, let's say, I really like watching these guys. Now, Preston Vance is in basically the Sammy Guevara camp to me. We don't need to put any more effort in. It's not there. We're good. <laughs> Sorry everybody. I don't I don't mean to crush your hopes and dreams. Yeah, yeah. And maybe you'll maybe I'm wrong. Would love All to be the 10 wrong. Heads. But I don't feel like I am. I feel like I don't need to see any more of uh, Preston Vance, but very nice that he's tied to... I, what is it? He's negative one's favorite wrestler is Preston Vance, and so they put him in the Brody Memorial matches. I have this right? Uh, yes, I believe that's correct. I think bro, I think negative one booked... Basically, the lore is that negative one booked those two, booked those two matches. Well, that seems like a good idea, and I, uh, I think that is nice. I wanted to say the spot of the match that I did like is <laughs> Orange Cassidy. Again, very house show. Unbelievably house show. Orange Cassidy does a comeback like the Hurricane where he choke slams three bigger guys. That's fun. I think that's yeah. cool and a good fire up moment for him. And yeah, I didn't. I liked this more than I was expecting to because eight man tags of loosely affiliated guys and Preston Vance, who I, I thought was heel. And Ed Chopin's there. This, this was, looked like poison on paper, but I thought largely thanks to some great execution by Orange Cassidy letting me be beat down by some bigger guys, I was able to get into this more than I thought. That's lovely. And now? Oh, okay. So, Zoops, I don't know if you saw my tweet, but we got to tread carefully on this stuff from here on out, okay? We got we to gotta tiptoe around the mousetraps, my brother, because <laughs> they missed the most important spot of this match tonight on production. Preston comes in with the lariat, which we don't see. Commentary calls it. And they cut to the outside where Dustin Rhodes did a move three seconds ago. And then we cut back for the pin. Unforgivable. Really low-rent production. However, Kevin Dunn just left New York. <laughs> and there's not one it's... signing AW can make. You, you could give me Freaky Seth. You could give me Mike Miz. <laughs> And I will say, oh, Tony, you monster, stop it, man. You bring Kevin Dunn in, you, you better hope the Zoobs and Matt ready to do a show for you. I'm never watching Dynamite again. I, I, I'll be back I to watching like, Noah. I'm in 2006. I feel like he's one of the people that Tony like makes a point to never go near. He seems he seems pretty antithetical to like Tony's enjoyment, right? He seems yes. to have, he seems to be sort of hot and cold in that way. But if you start to complain too much about the production, maybe he goes, oh, maybe I'm wrong. Right. Then... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Oh, I was tweeting tonight that the production was flawless a bunch, but I was using flawless to mean. I got you. You're being a little facetious. Needs a... You get me, Zoops. You get me. And there's too many quick cuts in clock. And I got very concerned to see Zappa. <laughs> well, boy, just you wait till later on. They, they went full on seizure smackdown mode. 
during a moment later on in the show. Not good. Uh-oh. But also, great. Yeah, this is your high score. This is your favorite show of the year. <laughs> because of the great production. That was flawless. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I'm I'm curious to see what this show is a year from now. <laughs> Dynamite trends the way it trended in the last year. If it imagine it like double, you know, you have an like investment, you're like, oh man, I'm down 50% of this. And then it, two months later, you're like, I'm down 95%. Wow. The second half of that fell out a lot easier than the first half. That would be very uh, interesting we handled that. Not well, I suspect. I mean, we would do the show for a long time when it was bad, just to watch the whole arc. Like, I like the idea of doing the beginning, the peaks, and then the valley. I think that's really interesting. Our show serving as a you know, narrative, a chronicle of the entire <laughs> eventual, eventual wasteland of like depression. <laughs> well, listen, man, on the network every Tuesday, we have comics in the combat zone who rate every CZW pay-per-view on a scale of one to seven. The highest rated show so far is two. This week I know, was... but they have, they have hindsight. They aren't, they aren't active. The, the years of their life aren't melting away before them. It's, it's a, <laughs> I mean, it does feel that way. Let's move on. Zoobs. It's the former coworker of the Zoobs. Renee Paquette, and she's backstage with the guns and Jay White. And Zoom, before I break down this segment, I need to say that I am brave. I'm going to be a brave broadcaster tonight. I'm going this. to do something I make fun of people for. I'm going to come on and say, I didn't understand this pro wrestling segment tonight. Something, something that I usually say people are idiots if you don't understand 100%. this. I'm with you. Somebody, somebody help me out on the math on this. Because you've got Renee and the guns and Jay. And... They, they're talking about how the Undisputed Kingdom wants the gold, but they want the gold, so maybe they have to go through them. And I'm like, okay, this isn't a bang, bang, gang, Undisputed Kingdom, not the worst. And then the acclaimed come in. Dad, now, this is important. Daddy asks Anthony Bowens and Max Casper all in. And they walk in with Jay White and the guns. We're talking about six guys. You understand? Yep. Are you with me so far? But I six am. guys. And the acclaimed say, listen, we don't have to watch soccer together. We don't have to watch The Office because that's what they do it in England. Yeah. But we have a common enemy, the Undisputed Kingdom. Okay. Mm-hmm. Count it out with me. I, Who's I'm... the guys in the Undisputed Kingdom? Where we agree we're talking about six guys here, right? Yeah. Who's the guys in the Undisputed Kingdom? You, who could wrestle? You got Are Roderick Strong. Yeah. Strong in the, in the Tag Team Champions and Wardlow. You got four guys. Yeah. What? <laughs> bang man gang needs a guy not three guys they need a guy i i did I, they need juice robinson they don't need they don't need the baby is gonna be six versus four i didn't understand this and then and then the acclaimed is like it would be cool to us if you guys won belts too it's like what are, what are you talking about <laughs> literally what are you talking about you want because listen you can get me far enough along to, to the like they have, they have a common enemy i'm like yeah that's a that's true that is true and you're, you're pointing out it's like they don't really need to keep team up but they have a common enemy and, and there's nothing else frankly for the united empire to do or undisputed empire undisputed kingdom undisputed kingdom yeah. right the empire is the other one. Oh my god they blew it with that name uh the undisputed kingdom is a have literally have nothing to do outside of mjf because mjf's not there so all they can do is say we are going to change everything and nothing really specific uh i was like you can get me there where you lose me is suddenly acclaimed as like we also want you guys to all be holding gold 
Is are you talking about like Jay White wins a singles title and the other two win a tag title? Because they specifically or said are you... not the trio, so that has to be what they right. mean, I guess. I don't like what are you talking about? We want to. I, I was like, I don't get at all why. And listen, like you said, you feel like the, you should never be able to be like, I don't understand the pro wrestling statement, but like this makes this makes literally no sense to me. What, what's going on here? And the jugheads, jugs up. Uh, the chat. Shout out to my jugheads. I love you. We jugheads, I feel, have a condemnation bleed over, and we are eaten this week. That's a reminder that every Monday you can watch our fantasy federation. You're hearing us shit on the show tonight. Come watch me walk the walk and talk the talk with Andrew Seaslack every Monday in the same time slot here. That's seven in the east, seven in the west, ten in the east. We're simulating WBCW in fire pro wrestling now simply by watching this show you are earning brain bucks that little brain you have under the chat you get to gamble those on our fake matches it's an unbelievable time come join us every monday wbcw meltdown pretty sick i just didn't you got six guys he beats me dude they needed the, i guess they want them to win the roh i was like did they want them to win the roh six-man tags off of the yeah. mobile embassy is that <laughs> why does everybody want the roh belts on the main why is that the main driver of so many of these factions I, just, I don't know what's going on yeah renee was good in this segment though as were the guns i thought like picking away and they're they're good in this role uh thank so you for the wbcw chance in the chat and the jugs they need jug robinson you're absolutely right Sapa. i will take that hit in one moment maddie mac thank you very much Zoobs, before we break down this next real show highlight, one of my favorite things on Dynamite in a little while, a real how to do it if you're going to book for uh, J-Zero's interest, I'm going to go off air and take this hit. So I want to ask you, talk about your feelings seeing Samoa Joe enter. He's in a suit. The Triple B is gone. It is a new belt, but to me, it looks quite a bit like the old belt. I think the AW has black behind it, so it's a little bit more pronounced. Did you? How do you feel about this real presentation change post-MJF? It's sort of funny. Why wasn't MJF the this uh, instead of... <laughs> when he turned babyface. Yeah, why wasn't he, like, living the champion life? I get it. You wanted to, you, you were throwing, like... The story is that he is having his uh, world catch up to him, I suppose. Um, but very simple, very simple, Joe. Is just go out and say this is how you're earning title shots, and then three guys with claims to it come out uh, and do that very thing. And guys, we want to see in that picture going about it in a serious way. Uh, pretty cool. Very nice change. Uh, there's no the devil didn't come out, and there was no <laughs> battle of friendship. Uh, we saw the guys that we're excited about get the proverbial nod that they are on their way to the title scene. I mean, we've got, we've got Hook out there, our, our, our project. The guy that we've been on, gosh, the Hook hook alerts and Hook things in here. Hook making oh my money. Goodness. Early days of our channel uh, years ago. So Their um, return to Daily's place. We've got two sort of return to early uh, wrestling break tonight. I totally forgot about Hook alert and uh, unbelievable. Yeah. So uh, no notes, all good marks. What can you, what can you not like about this? Thank you, Joe chance open up our promo from our world champion no thanks are needed i did it for me <laughs> that's a funny thing to say to people begging you like, ah, no i don't need it. it wasn't for you at all actually we need to make some changes i'm a marked man 
as the world champion. No more talking about misfortune. No more ho-ass social media posts. Here's what you need to come challenge for the title. You bring your record and your reputation. This is... You ever seen those video zooms where they, they pour hot wax in a guy's ear and then they pull out like a whole candle, like all this gunk comes out of their ear? Oh, I felt like that guy. Oh, oh yes, Samoa Joe. Do the other ear, Joe. No problem, Josh. I, your champion will be waiting for you. Goes to leave. Boom. What if we attach the hottest feud in the Federation to the world title? Oh, I don't know. We should probably have MJF fight a guy on one leg or the other pillars. No, no. The hottest feud should be the world title feud. And somebody has learned that. And it's, it's great to see as Swerve Strickland comes out. I need to reiterate. It's not personal between me and you, Joe. But once I beat you and then you're pissed off, and you're a little baby, then it'll be personal, and I'll beat you again. Ah, yeah, baby. Come on. It's not so hard. Look at these guys. Everyone else in the world title scene feels like the dork parade after one segment of Swerve Strickland and Joe. But don't worry. A third competitor is out. Good news. It's someone we all also wanted the world title picture. It's Hangman Page addressing in the most direct sense I've heard his last year. You know what my problem was last year? I got lost. I got lost my head in the clouds, thinking about things that don't matter. I got tunnel vision on that title. Zoobs, that's another thing in this segment. They all are about the title. Everyone wants this thing Joe has. They're not mad at him because they stole the title. Oh, he, he, he. I, ooh, I got your, no. I want it. I'm the man and I'm going to prove it. Enough of this dicking around and dodging because MJF wasn't. No problem. And in 2024, I will make it mine. Okay, another face-to-face -face with Joe. we had two guys who go nose-to-nose -nose with Joe. No problem. Action Bronson hits the speakers. Here comes Hook. Hook? Now, whoa, <laughs> how elevated does this guy? We know he has the match, or at least it teased the match with Joe. But now, all of a sudden, we're seeing Swerve Strickland and Hangman Page, who are on fire, looking like a triple threat with Joe included. Great to tie them into the hot feud. And now here's Hook. We're actually doing something with the young talent that we've been dying to pull the trigger on. He goes face-to-face -face with the champion and feels completely believable. No problem. This was like, this like solved everything in one go. One moment of Samoa Joe being the world champion. He's like, cleaner, I got this. Here, here's, here's Joe from Samoa to solve the problems. This, this was like a counseling session for me, Zoops. It's all about the belt. We made it. We made it out of the, oh. of the, <laughs> the entire. There was some great stuff in that title run. Don't get us wrong, but uh, the last, the last half of it, basically everything uh, in that last half of that year, really just really muck it up. And and it's nice to be clear of that. And as you say, uh, have direction, have have hot feuds involving this, have everyone be focused on it, a reshuffling, a redealing, a, a, a real like. And you, and you know, you know, Joe backs it up. You know that the Joe match. For the title that decides whatever whatever this run is going to be is going to be great because he's been uh reliably great in the main event spot of this show for for the entire time so um it's good it's a good feeling it feels it feels right it it's some easy to get excited about and it'll be easy to feel you feel like to to build the way there so uh no notes there it's just a nice feeling when the world title feels good you know yeah. i can live a lot easier with the rest of the show being shaky 
And maybe that's stupid, but it's I, I want that to be the case. Now, Zeus, we will continue talking about this, but on the other side of the first of three, keep it or kick it tonight. Of course, very simple rules. I'm about to say a prompt, and you're for Wrestling Brain subscribe. You go down into your emotes bar. You hit either the keep emote or the kick emote. Means you like it, you hate it. It's very simple, Zoobs. Are you ready for the first of three? Keep it or kick it tonight. I am. Zoobs, keep it or kick it. This statement of all three men to go face to face with Samoa Joe tonight. Swerve Strickland is the one that should dethrone him for the world title. come in you read them out let's see what the people had to say in the first of three keep it or kick it we start with marlon phillips keeping it and then a whole bunch of key- people keep it with them marlon that's a trend here sam fells oh, hey my gosh. name is will sludge williams dennis dirty work keeg 1717 al b19 and dark lord dkl are all keeping it eight in a row come then on. two kicks uh one from maddie mac and one from heart note uh then another run of keeps uh it's five more from swerves back there you go castle of lear bob burritos qui-gon Jin, and juice thank you geese brecht for the sub then two more kicks see supper 55 and oc and best friends and keeps from fort pendeloyan and the aforementioned geese brecht i think that gets you somewhere in the area of 75 25 70 30 i would say and how does it align with you the zoob swerve strickland as the one to beat Samoa Joe for the world heavyweight title. I think I kick it. I think it's uh hangman page. So just a job for the cowboy. I think is my official thought there. I think sort of showing up after page has won. It is better to me than page showing up after swerve has won it. I think you have to continue to have hangman. You can have all of the success in the world. As long as he isn't mixed up with swerve Strickland and swerve sort of always having that, it's almost a chess piece for him. If he can get Paige in a position where he's the champion, it almost it's almost advantageous to swerve in that way because he knows he has strings only he can pull. It also allows Swerve Strickland to always beat Hangman Page, which is a fun bit of AEW continuity and win the world heavyweight title off of him. Again, an extraordinarily hot feud. I don't have any problem with people who kept it for the record. Swerve sure. is obviously insanely hot, going with a hot hand, no problem. However, Zeus, I'm about to say, I don't think either of us have ever said, oh, I'm about to do a hot take on this show. I don't think we've ever done that. At the year end, of course, we've done it three times, but that was the whole Other thing. people's. Yes. I'm going to do something that, that veers on that right now. Oh, boy. I think Kazuchika Okada is so good that people now devalue short title reigns. Ah. I think that many people, when they think of big title wins or their favorite champions. Some of them are tied to very long reigns, but certainly personally, 
in the case of Cactus Jack or Mick Foley, they are tied to historically short reigns. And that is almost their story, guys who are in the chase. Hangman holding it for another second, but not having the reign at the hands of Swerve Strickland is interesting to me. And you can't become a fed that hot potatoes the world title. But, but golly, AEW is the exact opposite. Who has the shortest reign in AEW? Jericho? I don't even know. I, I, it's this, more it's probably an obvious one, and I'm just not on it. Bad one is prey on me. Yeah, sorry, it was a tricky one. But but if you had to guess, I, I think Mox, Kenny, and MJF are the three longest. So yeah, Jericho or Cody, I suppose. Anyway. But anyway. This uh, is to say, I really think... Oh, Punk, of course. What am I thinking? Thank you, Marlon. Yeah, Punk obviously has the shortest train, but that's a little... That hardly counts. Yes. Not like he got binned for it. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Let's not have this conversation. Let's not litigate this out. Yeah, and Mox had uh, an 11-day title run before that. The one where he dropped it to Punk a week and a half later. God bless him. Yeah, and you know where, like, John Moxley gets it. Um, I, I do want to say before we exit this segment, Hook also looking completely legitimate across from Samoa Joe. There have been greater or at least more further ahead in their career wrestlers than Hook who have looked immediately illegitimized by Samoa Joe. And so a credit to him. I'm actually excited to see that match on next Wednesday's Dynamite. Yeah, back to basics. It felt it just felt like back to basics, uh, like booking 101, so almost level of like really as simple as your best guys in your hottest feud. And then the, right at the end, you use it to elevate as a young star that you feel a lot of potential in. It was like really simple. And you, you use Hook as to your point, you use him in the best possible way. He doesn't say anything into the mic, just comes up and like chest to chest. I'm not afraid. Plays hands on the belt. Simple as. Simple as. I know there's got to be some other online old wrestling heads like myself who remember when Samoa Joe versus Taz was a big online dream match the, during Samoa Joe's relevancy and Taz not getting much use in WWE, people were always, oh, the submission machine and the suplex machine. Let Taz and Joe, that was something people always talked about. Hook and Joe, obviously not as good, obviously not the same. However, an actual example of the next best thing. No, Zoops? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I can't tell you how good I felt after this segment. <laughs> That's good. I'm glad. I, I, I love to hear the the ears cleaning was a good uh, analogy. Thank you, Zeus. I learned from you. <laughs> Renee Paquette is backstage. Now, she's on the show twice. That's what happens when you're a former co-worker of the Zoobs with she's Tony busy. Storm. She likes, she likes to work. Hell. Mariah May and Luther, an act we've talked a lot about on this show. And <laughs> I actually, I, I have said many times on the show, the Tony thing doesn't always hit for me lots of times it doesn't the in-ring is often to the point of frustrating for me i thought this segment was a total hit when asked if she saw mariah may's match last week just such a good job of marrying the hollywood thing with the wrestling thing she's like oh i was sent to screener of it but didn't see a moment of it it's just so <laughs> rude it's like oh yeah they gave me that they gave me that but i didn't watch it and mariah says well okay let me catch you up gianna perrazzo is coming for you she kicks me in the face, and Tony interrupts him to say her name and goes, she sounds Italian. I want a meeting. Now, all the while thinking that the big reveal is going to once again be Wendy Richter, who she's still calling out. So this has to pay off. Can you imagine if we see Wendy Richter, who must be, what, 60, 60-something, 60 take a Storm Zero? 
This, this <laughs> shit only used to happen in GCW. I think there's an actual chance we see, even if Wendy Richter's like at ringside with Mariah May or something. I think that that's, for some reason, this is funny to me, the Wendy Richter stuff. Do you share that this was any funnier or was I just in a good mood from the last uh, segment? She's 63. Um, so there you go. Uh, maybe this hit a little bit better for you. I, I do like the Wendy Richter. That is like, that is like a nice... <laughs> A nice mindset to have her in. That's who the uh, biggest so deal she could think of is <laughs> with her Antonio and Oki. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, I this one, I think I'm a little closer to your like. Hmm, Dosh is probably right that I don't know that this is going to work infinity amount of times. Uh, and we're at, we're at infinity minus we we minus one from infinity <laughs> every well, time. I can, I can do the math, Zoobs. That's a nine hundred nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine left. Yeah, one less than a million, which is affinity. Pretty much, right? I couldn't count that high. She does sound Italian. You have to. Yeah, one hundred percent Italian. She says, and uh, I mean, the less said, the better, right? The less said, the better. <laughs> I'm still. I think they are. I think whenever the inevitable Mariah May Tony Storm split happens, I do think it will feel big when they clash and maybe that gets the actual tony storm out that will feel pretty big i think maybe she loses to mariah may and then it's like okay you're getting thunder here comes tony storm the, the real deal drop in the time that could be legitimately interesting to me and then again i don't think the world of diana perrazzo however they're presenting her in a big enough way and keeping her attached to this that this many sort of active balls in the air for the women's title is good and yeah. it has to be noted this has not been a strength of theirs at all in the past. So credit to AEW for at least making an effort in that direction. Well, Who's so. ready for the positivity to end? <laughs> yeah. Holy <laughs> <Lay it laughs> <on> <laughs> break. Uh-oh. The human e-break. Sammy Guevara comes out. And I literally went, oh, yeah. I forgot him and Ricky was happening. I totally didn't think about it. Thinking about today's show. And so I was sad because I was feeling good. I was like, of all people to see right now, Sam G. Of all the le- – just when I think you guys are hearing me, just when I think they're getting it right, here's here's Sam G. He's also dressed like Scooby-Doo in the mystery machine. He, of course, looks terrible. Yeah. He's – oh, I forgot the end of this match, too. Bad I man. forgot. Bad, 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 bad. He comes oh out. He, he, he I'm looking like, at my notes, and I don't feel so good. Does one of my least favorite things, where he comes out and does like the really clearly put on, like it means so much to me to look out, look out at the crowd. He just he comes out and he looks around. Just... I was such a hater. Now I feel like Punk in WWE does that, but he meant. Of course he does. Of course he does. It's the same G in fucking Daily's place. <laughs> <It's> not <laughs> different when you when you're getting enormous pops and people are going to showed up. It's a lot different than you are stepping out at, at Daly's place to no reaction because nobody likes you. And you've once, like this fucking guy, once again stuck with Jericho at the, at the worst possible. You couldn't possibly have a worse time to have just hugged Chris Jericho on television. <laughs> and, and Ricky is, Ricky again, Ricky Starks again. Can't, like, a, like a year and a half straight. And as soon as Ricky Starks has a good day, the very next day, couldn't be lower because of the circumstances he finds himself in. Unbelievable. I'm gonna be honest with oh, Ricky also sort of uh sort of called it in here. 
Hey, Scoob, dead in the water. Good evening, yeah. brother. They're dead, absolutely dead in the water. Yeah, I just felt like he wasn't trying that hard. Sometimes he's just laying on the ground, looks lackadaisical. This is something in AEW that I don't feel used to happen. People just sitting there instead of selling. I feel like I, I there are times where I don't point it out on the show and I have it written down about names that we like. It's just like, do you, you got to. Uh... Do you buy it? Well, we usually don't. We usually don't analyze this way, but we're, we're a little quieter show, I think. Um, do you? How much thought do you put into like the the buzz that Ricky is not long for the company? Is that is that is that, is that clouded you at all? Has that entered your sphere and your thoughts as to how you view? Because I I say I can't really help it. I I do sort of see it. You know, if I can tell you, I don't actually think it had before tonight because they had put the tag belts on him. I actually like him and Bill as a pair. But but tonight, I yeah, I could definitely see tonight as an example of what people are talking about. And I bet if I went back and looked for it, you know, it all depends on the lens you're looking with. He gets a lot of bad breaks. He's got a lot of bad breaks with that sort of stuff. I, no I feel the same way about, about Dustin Rhodes. The Dustin Rhodes was like, oh, man, under underrated, like veteran. He always overdelivers. And then as soon as you're like, wait, he's leaving. He's like, old, don't really care. <laughs> like, completely disappeared in the eight, man. Like, very clearly. No, you know, I, I'm right there with you, but I think we are fair in both directions because when people come out and are saying, I'm team AW, I love AW, guys like Eddie Kingston, guys like Daddy Magic, sure. guys yeah, like yeah. Hangman Page, we we love that. There's no easier promo to cut in AW for you and I than to come out there on the mic and be like, I love this place. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I, I don't think it's, That's we're not us. being inconsistent when people who feel or we perceive as sort of checked out about something we love a lot being hypercritical or whatever of it I, I think we're at least consistent there anyway garbage this is a so the match no was not any good but for however bad the match well, the match wasn't bad either i should say it was performed it was just very no one would ever rewatch this match in the history of anything but then ricky is super kicked and cradled to, for sammy to get the win and you could just hear the crowd die i'm telling you may, i just said no one ever go back and rewatch this match maybe go find the clip because you can feel this crowd do the a version of just thought and then the heel keep in mind the heels in this situation big bill comes out to help his tag team partner ricky starks they beat the hell out of sammy and then jericho's music plays was his music supposed to keep playing in like an anarchy in the arena way that Judas no they don't want for the rest you, of the segment they don't want you to hear the crowd reaction Jericho gets ever again for the rest of his life. I'm that's probably true. I hadn't even thought about that. Dude. That's probably actually why. I, I didn't even think about that. That's yeah, probably man. You're probably just right. And then I don't know what happened in the truck. I don't know what happened. They just, they just couldn't get it right for a little while here. This was the bar none worst production I've ever, or most flawless production I've ever seen from AEW. It was nuts. I just said in the Discord, which again, you can join at patreon.com slash J0SHC. Get in there. Mailbag. Wrestle Kingdom 18 review. Iron Claw movie review. All in there in the last couple weeks. And that $5 is a ticket into the Wrestling Brain Discord. Talk wrestling all day. Thank you, Original Slag Man, for putting the link in there. I just thought that this was the worst they've ever done on the... <laughs> it was crazy. I just said in the Discord. What am I watching? Just cutting all over the place while Big Bill eats, I'm not joking, the worst code breaker I've ever seen. He like <laughs> yeah. bends at the waist and they don't even connect. Very bad. Here's Jericho's knees and this is Big Bill, okay? It's crazy. That, we're talking this sort of distance. And the Big Bill sort of sells it. It was just not any good. This whole thing 
was awful. <laughs> Jer- Jericho has a real magic where when his shit is bad and toxic, it every part right. of it is like just garbage. We're just like, this is all so bad to watch and feels bad to watch. And I don't like any of it. Like they, he has a real <laughs> magic in that way that like it always seeps through every fucking fiber of it. Um, yeah, really bad. A, a real a real point loser for me in terms of battle. You want to get me on battle of the belts after collision, right? Or after rampage after collision. I think you're right. And there's so much going on this Saturday. There's a great looking new Japan pay-per-view. TNA is back. They're doing their first TNA pay-per-view. And I I know that's not a giant deal. I'm just saying relative to collision and battle. of the Yeah. Yeah. And UFC is back as you know, Zoob. So yeah, that's a fighting uphill. Busy, busy, busy. See Suppa, a great commenter around here, but I got to say, who says, it's on Battle of Belts for a reason, folks. I'd love to know what that reason is. Why Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho are challenging for the tag. What that, I, it could be on ramp. It could be in, a, in an alleyway. And I'm like, why are we doing this? Because <laughs> they, the, they have to cash in the stupid chip that they earned. The stupid story about the Golden Jets beating the fucking Young Bucks. Sorry, to be that... clear. Why did we do that then? I know, I know, I know. There's there's a big chunk of like it's the beginning of the year and you did all the work you said you would do before the end of the last year. You just need to like, okay, let's just get all the absolute garbage, man. Real this is the, that's the state of the tag team division. The the there the should be baby face tag team is in the trios trying to get a different faction. <laughs> Trying to build a super faction without one of the members of the bigger faction there and win them gold for no reason. Well, again, they don't need that many guys. It's too many guys. They should be doing tag team wrestling. Fucking Bill ass. God forbid. Um, It's on Battle of Belt so they don't burn a pay-per-view slot, says Dennis Dirty Work. Yeah, but I just would rather have something else not taking up a pay-per-view slot. You know? Man, I was just... That made made me think. I was like, remember we did... We talked about Wendy Richter a minute ago? Yeah. I was like, oh, she's 63. Like, <laughs> not that much older than Billy Gunn. <laughs> or Jericho, old. frankly. Yeah, Billy Gunn I is bet 60. you Wendy can still go. Billy Gunn is 60 years old, and he is fucking holding a belt in your company. Quite on Jimmy is right. It is one hell of a chaser after having a promo last week. We need to have tag team wrestling on AW program again. That's right. The whole uh, private party thing. Oh, well. Yeah. Maybe like like these guys are saying, we do move on after Saturday, so whatever. Yes. I will say though, for our second keep it or kick it of the evening, Zoobs. Keep it or kick it. This statement. Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara are winning the AEW tag team titles at Battle of the Belt. Keep it or kick it. Keep it or kick it.
Well, well, well. Uh, <laughs> let's time to read the, the votes here. Marlon Phillips kicks it. Sam Fells, Bobby Burritos, Ryan PM, Geese Breck, C755, Dennis Dirty Work, the Maddie Mac, Castle of Lear, Al B19, Anfield Road, all kick it. Quagondon and Juice is your lone keeper. And then four more kicks from Dark Lord DKL. I may have Skookum Skookum and OC Best Friends and Torque Penderloin. I think the kicks are various and ravenous. A lot of people with multiple kicks all over this thing. I think uh preparing us, are you preparing us for a, for a bleak future? Is that, is that what this is? I'm not outright picking it, but this thing about how they even said it on the show tonight. Like title changes have not happened on Battle of the Belts. If people actually think Ricky's out the door, I don't know. They need something for Jericho to be doing. Oh, I don't know that they do right now. I don't. Well, sorry. I, I don't. Sorry. For my taste, they do not. I think. No, I know. But I don't know. Do. Tony's pretty online, man. I, I don't. I think. I think he might be. He might get the picture that's like, he's, the guy's got to fucking go away. <laughs> like, right, tell me to shut my mouth. You got it. No. You get Matt. Shows, Matt shows ruined. Joe over. <laughs> Wheeler Yuta. Cutting a promo on our guy, Eddie Kingston, who actually got a halfway decent AEW shirt release today. Sort of a rarity to see them put out a good shirt. So congratulations to Eddie Kingston and AEW, to a degree. And he says, Eddie... Wait, did they make any changes about who is in charge of the merch? Because that's pretty crazy. <laughs> no further questions. Uh, he says, Eddie... I've been on a nine-match winning streak on Rampage, and I wrote down, not the flex he thinks it is. I've reclaimed my ROH Pure title, and I sent Katsuyori Shibata packing back to Japan. You beat all my faction mates in the C1, but now come and face me, you little bitch. Decent promo from Wheeler here, right? Eh? Among his less bad yeah. work. Upper crust uh, of what is very low crust. Uh... <laughs> the best of the bad. I mean, again, it's sort of signifying on the show of like it's fine but wheeler you to promo is not on my list of things that makes a great dynamite so way she goes for me on that one baseline acceptable sort of my level as to how that was how that was then we've got some zoobs bait it's rod strong he's entering with the undisputed kingdom and i gotta say aw some more flawless production they actually got a great shot of these guys from the ring apron that sort of framed them in a big way. And they cut away from it immediately and never went back to it. I literally was like, oh, cool. Kept... They <laughs> accidentally stumbled into something. Go back and rewatch. They did like a cool framing of all the guys together. But nonetheless, he was here to face Brian Keith. You have a Brian Keith opinion, Zeus? Not really yet. I like, the, I like the way the pants fit. Yeah, I like the way the pants fit too. I thought he, he's smaller than I thought he was. I like how complete his character feels. Like, I understand he is, the bounty hunter. He is smaller than I thought he was. As when a, he locked up with Rod Strong, I was like, strong. well, hang on a second here. Mm-hmm. Hang on. Rod Strong's a tiny little weenie guy. Yeah. And I never seen the Tower of How big is this Brian Keith? But sort of his the character thing. feels complete. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I see for people sure. floating like a hangman bandito and him trio. That, that could be kind of cool. Yeah, we need to get some trios teams going. Let's get the let's get a trios push for Hangman. <laughs> Brilliant. We <laughs> <laughs> need an off-brand hang- perfect. Exactly what they're missing. Oh, uh, the match was pretty good. Uh, nothing to write home about. Really, just a showcase for Roderick Strong and to set up this promo. 
Much like Samoa Joe, Cole promises this place is going to change after MJF. You should be thanking us. And then I was like, are you kidding me? He just talks about each of the guys in Undisputed Kingdom. That's exactly what he did last week. Am I losing my mind? Isn't that exactly what he did last week? He's like, and we got this guy. And he's as bad as can. And we got this guy. He's the toughest guy who ever walked. And we got this guy. He's made of sand. I'm like, I feel like we did, this, <laughs> we did this last week. Isn't that what Stokely Boy, Hathaway did with his fellas? It is. Yeah, the entire storyline of that. It sort of was what Don Callis did too. Listen, these guys are dead in the water to me. This this kingdom <laughs> thing. It's, it's nothing. The only thing they have is MJF who isn't around. Their leader can't walk. They're already doing. They're already doing. Wardlow might turn on these guys. It's over. It's already over. The, the, the entire thing is built around getting the ROH Tag Championships and a leader that can't walk and a, a big that doesn't want to be there. Like This is the only storyline they've ever told in AEW for their failing factions, and they're speed running it. Well, and you know, I can't geez. really blame them, but again, they're not there. MJF's not there. Adam Cole can't wrestle. If they're DOA, I can hardly blame them. But yeah, it, this, to your point earlier, though, it's like they're DOA because of the devil angle that nobody nobody shoved a gun in their mouth. I'm like, you got to do the stupidest fucking thing you can think of now on live TV <laughs> over and over again for a month. Like, yeah, they're in this spot because of an angle we all hated. And now they're DOA and they're the ones who made the angle, unfortunately. There's, there was no good. Yeah, bad. Manny Max saying Rob Strong is the tallest wean dog. Is it true? Is he like a Corey Sandhagen type? Man, do I ever tune out when Roddy's strong? I I let people just say like, man, but you got to you got to respect Roddy's crisp, and I'm like, I don't care, man. I don't I don't want to watch it. I just don't. Zooms you, you lemon. You love when he yells at him. I don't. I zero. It's a zero. I don't no, have to. Do the, you know. I don't have to do the. I actually respect him in the ring, couching of everything. I don't like watching it. Former coworker of the Zooms, Renee Paget, backstage with is the Italian standing Diana Perazzo, Diana Perazzo. Uh, and I was, again, while not her biggest fan, happy to see the follow-up on AEW. So often yeah. it's a big thing and then, pew, and here she is now. She say, well, I'm here. Set my sights on the world title. Red Velvet enters. She says, well, I'll see you on Collision for her first match. And I like this. There's life to the division. And I thought Deanna was better here than in front of the live crowd. I thought it was a good idea to give mm -hmm. her opportunities to not be in front of the audience because I, where I didn't think she shone especially bright last week. But uh, I thought this was not great, but passable, which was improvement. And I'm curious to see how she does against Red Velvet on Saturday. I ain't going to watch it. I'll tell you that much. Zoobs, you'll be tuning in for that one. I won't be. There's, 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 there's a very good chance I will never in my life see the Diana Parazzo versus Red Velvet match. Very good chance of that. What, what if CM Punk runs in, though? <laughs> yeah, what if is right. Maybe that's where they the de debut Mercedes will be the Diana Parazzo collision debut. Wouldn't you feel silly? I would. And then it's main event time, Zoo. Do we do, we, do, we do the women's eight person? No, we didn't. Here we are. You ready? I'm very ready. Willow Nightingale, Chris Statlander, Anna Jay, and Thunder Rosa taking on Mongo, 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 and Mongo, Soraya, Ruby... <laughs> Julia Hart and Sky Blue. The Mongos. Yeah. Roderick Strong's not 5'8", Matty Mac. There's no way. It's very way. There's very way that he's 5'8". That guy's 5'2". This whole generation of guys are short as hell. 
Yeah, but I was thinking shorter than five eight. Well, he's 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 the tallest wean dog. He's oh, the right. tallest short guy. Five eight. That's about as tall as a short guy can be. I would agree. Five eight is the tallest. Five nine is probably the tallest a short guy can be. Yeah, you couldn't be a short guy and be five ten. Well, yeah. it'd be to tough. me yes. To me yes, but nobody yeah, would like that zoom, it's, short. It's different. Brian Keith is Brian Keith is small man. Wish he goes. Five is a very normal height. So Sludge Williams. I'm just saying not to the zoos. I said tallest. You're the tallest. Like you're the, you're the tallest level of short guy. Five eight. That's something to be proud of. Absolutely. There's no there's no short guy bigger than you. You should be proud of that. You get to bully them. The actual <laughs> short guy. Were I five eight, I would absolutely bully people that's smaller than me. Taking on Ruby Soraya, Julia Hart, and Sky Blue in a sort of equivalent house matchy match to the men's on the first half of the show. Um, and I thought this was first of all, it's abundantly clear that Chris Statlander is the real deal and better than the rest of them. The match is always snappier when she's in there. All of her offense looks better than everybody else's. Chris Statlander is the real. I'm curious, Zoobs, I don't get the sense you loved this match. I'm just curious, did you get any chance to pay much to Thunder Rosa in this match? I, I had my eye on her to sort of see what she looked like back in action. Yeah, she was probably the biggest piece of sort of intrigue about is she just sliding back into the show sight unseen and just going to sort of work her way into the fold and get comfortable and then we'll see where it goes. Um, you know, I thought even with the built-in, this is an eight-person tag team match that feels like a house show, um guardrail up i was sort of struck like okay there's there's a depth I and mean, we talk about this a lot but that even coming off the the diana parazzo and red velvet it's like yeah, there's double digit yeah when you add in brian may and you add in tony storm like you were 12 you start, you start you're starting to it's starting to accumulate like the the momentum brett baker you start you start adding like 15 you, you can probably get to 20 if you um, start to have people that you think have potential on the, you know, Athena and, and, and people in ROH. It's like, yeah, you can, you can start to see it. You can start to see that the, the dividends yeah. are coming in from, uh, the work that was done to build this up. And I, I'm, I think I'm, I'm buying stock and, uh, and that's a long way to answer a question about Thunder Rosa. No, no. Um, I get distracted and I don't mean, I don't, I mean this in a legitimate way because I am dumb and I'm a man and I've never had to deal with this. Her gear, did you get a look at her gear? Yeah. It is like three, I, I got to say, I don't think I would be physically comfortable. Confident into it. That it, that I wouldn't be confident that it wouldn't snap off while I was, there's a lot of grabbing of the, like there's a lot of using of the belt loops and pants for the non-traditional piece of clothing. And stability. I'm like, this is three, the, the fabric is stretched out. I was like, wow, nerve wracking to wrestle in that. I don't think I could do it. I think the commenting on that sort of stuff is more than appropriate. Yeah, yeah. I always say how annoying I find watching Dustin Poirier fights where he's constantly pulling. Oh my god! Stop Funny. grabbing your shorts, brother. Wear different shorts. Yeah, get some a size down or something. Hands up, chin down. The Zoobs knows. I don't yeah, see him catching absolutely. any. So yeah, I thought that a match like this helps people like Soraya and Ruby Soho who aren't very good, and even an Anna Jay look good because they don't have to do all that much. They can come in. Let Chris Statlander beat the hell out of them, and we all go home happy. So I thought this was the the best version that it could be and not a drag in the way that I thought it might be with some of the participants. I thought it was fine. Mm. Marlon Phillips cashing in to take a hit. Zoobs, do you have any additional thoughts on this one? I don't know. Just in general. I think it's uh I think it's good stuff. I think I think it's a good sign, even though again, sort of the same notes I have with the men's side of this. Then I'll throw this to you before we jump to our main event. As she was walking out, Chris Statlander grabbed a sign 
that said, let me manage you stat. And it was behind it. Malcolm Bivens. Any interest in this pairing as I go off to honor the Marlon Phillips? Take a hit. I suppose so. I'm ready to sort of like actually the 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 Malcolm Bivens, the the um Stokely Hathaway. I would love to just I would love to just see it work. I I, yeah. I have tons of patience and tons of time. And it, I remember early on we did a we did a rank down with, with Sick Nick, and everyone was like, Man, Stokes an A level manager. I was like, I'd love to see one thing click, please. Yep. And work. It's been I actually kind of like the thought of him in stat, to be honest. Sure. Try it. I want to see something work here. I, I, it's not that I don't have faith that it will work. It's like, I would like to see it happen because I think he can add a lot. Could it help her as well? Probably. She's sort of, you know, she's somebody that has championship level skill and pedigree and has been in that position and is, um, I think, sort of waiting for the division to shake out and make a little sense before Agreed. understanding where they're going. Um, they're a little caught up in the Tony world. Um, would help her find direction so probably help her she's doing nothing right now other than like constantly impressing in multi-person yeah uh matches i hate to make such a obvious comparison but i'd like to see malcolm and stat take almost like a, a lesnar Heyman relationship where it's like this is the prize pony this yeah. is the biggest the strongest the most expensive they barely knew themselves before me she was an alien she was hanging out with the best friends who cares remember jade cargill we got a new one. This is as big an attraction level as we got. And I think Chris Statlander could live up to that. As soon as I saw that, sort of them have that moment, I was like, mm-hmm, 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 okay. Yeah. But like you said, just more activity in that division is good. All right. You know when I like the falls, when they count anywhere. <laughs> that's what we've got here in this tornado tag main event between Darby Allen and Sting taking on Powerhouse Hobbs and Kanosuke Takeshita. Zoobs, let's get it out of the way. Powerhouse Hobbs has to sell for Ric Flair in this match. Your feelings? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. As I said, there's a lot of stuff in this show where you're just like a lot of every one thing seems to happen every so often where you're just like, ah, I didn't like that. It definitely, you're like, ah, don't get in the ring, please. Stop having these weird sex pervs running into the middle of these things. Don't need it. Don't need. Totally Ric Flair don't need in the match. it. Um, yeah. So that's... It does make Sting look all the better, doesn't it? certainly yeah 64 years old jumping off of stuff um yeah i'm not a fan of rick flair having to laying in chops on powerhouse Hobbs and him uh having to do anything other than laugh yeah and, and just him murder into him. dust yeah can you imagine that world's strongest slam that he hit on the local talent if he did that to rick flair what would happen yeah see just to make him cease to exist yeah it's just the suit now yeah crumble to dust the suit and the memories. All right. Yeah, G. Richie, I wasn't I wasn't saying Malcolm Bivens should say Jade Cargill out loud. I was saying a similar sales pattern, her occupying that space. Uh, what did you think of this match, Zoops? They got pretty hardcore out there. Darby, I mean, Darby Allen sort of always does, but the offense he took from Powerhouse Hobbs and Kanosuke Takeshita was, even by his standards, pretty brutal. I mean, like all the ingredients, a classic, I like all the ingredients. I think you like Power Soup as a team. Uh, you like soup. you like uh, Darby is reliably going to do. You talk about the the opening match tonight. Was like, ah, they, they didn't really lay it in. It didn't really seem like Darby doesn't know how to not like throw his entire body weight into objects all over the building. No just clue. like it's the only way he knows how to wrestle, I suppose. Uh, and the and Sting does it every time to me. Is is the, be a twenty minute match and fifteen minutes, and I'm like, geez, Sting is like. This might be it for the stinger, like one or 
one or two more. I can't do this anymore. And by the end, you're like, wow, Sting is doing a Scorpion Death drop off the platform through two tables. Uh, and he does it. And you're like, wow, the goddamn Stinger still has it. Um, good for him. It's what, it's, what, it's what he does. It's what he's been doing his entire AEW tenure. And he did it again to me. Cyclic Sedin saying, Sting and Darby both wrestle in a way that make you wonder if they'll get to the pay-per-view. Yeah, it makes them seem Amazing. even more connected. Beyond the aesthetic comparisons, their daredevilness. That's almost what you could say Darby Allen taught Sting is just another great connector between these two. I love yeah, these really guys. Is. Really is. It's a, it's a great, that's a great shout. Um, it's a great shout because uh, you sort of think you talk about their partnership and what you get for each other. It is, it is neat that they do have that like Darby teaches Sting things as well in his age, like right, like to to be a guy right now. Add this jumping off of stuff in every match to your arsenal, and it works. I wonder if it was that simple. If they're just in the locker room, he's like, "Man, he's got to start jumping harder, higher, faster, <laughs> yeah. more, All heavier. Yeah, your body can take it. Trust me. Look at how well into, I move. I'm completely into fine. And, into and through things." Um, must be said that Powerhouse and Takeshita are a very natural tag team. They understand how to work together. Lots of double team moves already. It makes Takeshita seem bigger to be next to Powerhouse Hobbs, which doesn't always happen to wrestlers. We just talked about Brian Keith and uh, how Roderick Strong managed to make him feel smaller. Powerhouse we think of as a huge guy because he has that frame and then all the musculature, says George Takei. But then Takeshita doesn't look dwarfed by standing next to him at all. His frame, well, not his filled out he's right next to this guy we think of as huge they come across more as like a steiner brothers or an injection point and less of anything resembling like a medium guy and a huge guy that maybe they were in our minds before and the way they work together is incredibly natural so i'm i'm all in on these guys i think they're very fun together to catch this i mean man it's a limited potential i see, see every time you see him this is why you should be on the show all the time every time you see me like god damn this fucking guy physical specimen uh yeah no question every time you see him and and, and you're right pairing him with hobbs um, a lot of guys get smaller, and he sort of he felt even bigger. Guacamole. And then Sting pins Hobbs, which I thought probably the result we were all guessing, picking up the win. But then Zoobs, of all the names that were floated for Sting's retirement match, I'll put my hand up. I didn't see coming. It maybe won't be singles. It looks like the returning here Young Bucks are taking on Sting and Darby Allen. What do you think? How did it feel seeing the, the Bucks? And genuine, what do you think of yeah, this pairing? Genuine surprise, which is which is what you're going for. you got two guys like us who think about this stuff a lot and see a lot of things, and it generally makes a lot of sense. Um, not very often do you get genuine, genuinely surprised, and they're like, yeah, that makes that's good. I'm, I'm intrigued in a, in a way. Um, yeah, be on the show and do interesting things. Not fucking Young Bucks. Like, <laughs> for the love of God. Um, I, I, you know, the concern level is always going to be there a little bit as the more that time that they go through, the more they do like a detached irony character in these builds and it sucks. Um, but if they want to come out and just be snooty guys who don't say anything and do anything uh, and then put on a banger at the end and we say goodbye to Sting, you know, in an emotional way that that works. And, you know, this, this is similar to the Cope stuff. This is the show that we picked and the show that we're watching. Uh, it, it's better to have them there and interesting than sitting around doing nothing. Couldn't agree more. And I thought you nailed it early where it's like, first of all, 
we're not asking for a lot from them. Just being there is borderline enough. Uh, this act already feels we understand them opposite Darby and Sting. But I just think really the messaging of how much this rocks needs to be called out. Not that the Young Bucks in particular are back, but in lots of ways that rocks too, like Zeebs pointed out. But what rocks is a show telling you this is a show where big things can happen and we're not going to announce it or even tease it. Because that makes me want to watch next week in a way that an announced surprise does it. Oh, the Young Bucks are returning tonight. That's great. I'll tune in tonight. Out of nowhere, the Young Bucks are here and the off-air angle against Sting and something I didn't see coming. Well, that's a reward for watching. That's rewarding the viewer. They didn't get any additional viewers off of that. It's just fulfilling to guys like us who watch every week. And it's like, this shit can still happen. I was thrilled to see the Young Bucks in a way that I'm normally not. I think they pair up awesome as guys to wrestle Darby and thing in fact i think darby with the young bucks in like a plunder tornado tag retirement match is actually going to be a hoot and again the surprise factor is something that they need to be rewarded for or at least uh, praised for i think that goes a long way for a guy like me at least who watches every week i love thinking that this stuff can happen yeah absolutely right they don't need every social media impression and dime out of it by teasing it out and you know this isn't the most cost effective or the most earning way to do it so um yeah and Genuine surprise at a tag match. I think. I think a lot. Of, I think basically everybody thought um, it's going to be a singles match. And maybe a, I thought maybe it was going to be Darby versus Sting. Yeah, maybe against Darby. But I'm. Uh, I like it. Why? Why not let them have their hands raised together? You know. And it leaves room for Sting to do his real final match because no wrestler is ever retired. You know, he'd be like, "Oh no, that was my last tag match. You didn't hear? Go back and watch the tape." Yeah, and you watch the tape, and you're just like, "That's my last match." You're like, "Sting!" Oh wait, you're not in my life. You just said that to me in my only opportunity to encounter you, and I wasted it. Tough. And it doesn't matter to you. Good episode of the AW dudes tonight, uh, Zoobs, and that Young Bucks surprise probably the most juice you're gonna get out of me for a Young Bucks surprise. So yeah, five seven five feels about right for uh, yours truly. Whew. I'm right back where I thought I was. I, I, I didn't like this. I didn't like it. it was sort of the visceral. Really don't want to have to sit through this kind of stuff. Uh, so four two five for the kid. Right on back to where started from. That's a that's a pretty big discrepancy between you and my scores. One of the biggest, I think. Gotta be. But we're showing how it can be done. That's right. With no no change in demeanor whatsoever. I could be a one and Zoops could be a seven. This show would feel the same. That's 100%. the sword and shield. Hundred percent. Maybe not a one and a seven. I'd be like okay. It was perfect. You'd be like, it was the worst thing ever. That would yeah. be frustrating. It would be pretty annoying to talk to that other person. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. And then Matt would be like, I'm minus 14 and 100. Yeah. Matt would have some some bit. That yeah, pissed me uh, off. And you guys don't have it. Don't have the, don't have the spark. Sorry. I thought I had a, a little riff. Don't have it. Matt would do some Matt would do some shit. do some fucking fucking ass. Well. <laughs> and with that. <laughs> uh Zoobs, thanks for staying up late. Thanks for being the best. And uh yeah. we we'll talk very soon. I was about to do the plugs for Monday, but Matt and I are still gonna talk. Zoobs, I hope you have a wonderful night. Love and energy, brother. Love and energy, everybody.